May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in God's sight. Amen. Please take your seats. Cornelius was relaxing at home at the end of a very busy week. Managing a Roman legion was a very hard job and he was constantly on call. He knew his responsibilities were great and he also believed that what he did and how he did it really did matter. He made sure that he prayed regularly. He also gave away a lot of money to the poor. And deep down, he wished he could know a bit more about that kind of lifestyle. He knew that there was something pulling him towards this God of the Jews that he'd heard so much about. But being a non-Jew, a Roman soldier, there was only so much he could really get his head round. Although someone had mentioned to him that there was this radical new teacher out there called Jesus, who had come with a message that that it seemed to be available for everyone, not just the old institutions. <laughs> no wonder he came to an untimely end. Just as Cornelius was nodding off for a few minutes afternoon nap, out of nowhere, a man turned up in his room and shined with a bright light. Scared and with a hand on his sword, he asked him what he wanted. Cornelius, the man said, God has heard your prayers and seen your generous giving and wants you to hear something very special. Go and send some of your men to find another man called Simon Peter. With that, the man disappeared. Cornelius was astounded and he didn't know whether this was an angel or he was just overworked and losing the plot completely. He decided to go with the first option and sent two of his best soldiers to go and find this Simon Peter dude. Now Peter was the other end of town and relaxing on a nice rooftop terrace enjoying the sunshine, even hotter than we've got today. And then he too had a strange experience. He saw a sheet coming down with lots of different unclean animals in. He heard a voice which told him to go kill and eat some of them. Well, Peter started to protest wildly. He was a good Jewish boy. I wouldn't do anything like that, he said. The voice was insistent. What, when God calls something clean, who are you to disagree? At that moment, he heard the door go, and there were some Romans downstairs looking for him. He went down, and he heard their story about this guy called Cornelius, and decided he'd better go with them. In the meantime, Cornelius was back at his villa getting more and more excited. What was God going to say? Maybe he had really heard his prayers and something special was going to happen. He'd heard about this God of the Jews that had done so much for the Jews, saving them from the Egyptians. And then there was this Jesus teacher. He sounded like he healed people and talked to them like he knew what they really needed. He could barely sit still with excitement. And the more he thought about it, the more he realised something big was about to happen. And others he knew needed to hear it too. So he went and he put the word out, all his friends and close family, that they needed to come to his villa and hear it too. 
One by one, all these other people started to pack into his home. Finally, the gate opened and in walks Peter. Cornelius fell to his knees in respect for this man that God had sent. Get up, Peter cried. I'm just a man and I'm a bit bemused by the whole thing like you. Now I know that God doesn't show favouritism. It's not just a Jewish thing. He's available to everyone who really wants to know him. Peter then got them to all sit down or stand where there were no seats left and started to tell them the good news. Jesus, the radical teacher, had come to show a new way. Everyone who called on the name of Jesus would be saved. Jesus was real. He did live. He did die. And he rose again, showing that he was Lord over everything. Jesus had promised that he would prepare a place for us with his father. So now we could have hope that death wasn't the final answer, but that all of us could have a hope and a future. But the best bit, Peter said, was that this hope was open to everyone, Jew, Gentile, male, female, black, white, young, old, absolutely everyone. And it was unconditional. As Peter's words flowed, the hearts of the people gathered in Cornelius' home were set alight. God, the Holy Spirit, came into the room and fell on all of them. Some of them had been God-fearing for years. Others, just recently. Some were just hearing about this Jesus bloke for the very first time. And some of them were just children. But it didn't matter. As they heard the good news about Jesus, the Holy Spirit fell and they began to speak in languages that they didn't understand. The glory of God filled Cornelius' house and lives were transformed. And the whole gathering got baptised. I wonder what you make of that story. Lots going on. Hungry, expectant, gathered together. The Holy Spirit fell. They praised God exuberantly, needing words that only God could give them. They all got baptised. Cornelius' whole household was saved. I wonder what would happen today if we all came really hungry, expectant, and gathered together. The Holy Spirit would fall. The baptism pool would probably get used. Many would be saved. Perhaps we should be telling the people we know about this radical new teacher, Jesus, and how he invites us to love God and be part of the continuing salvation story. What if our friends and family could see us as excited about the Jesus story as Cornelius was? One of the greatest things about this story, um, as I was studying it, was that none of them had all the answers. Some of them were God-fearing, and some of them knew pretty much nothing about it. None of them were good, knowledgeable Jews. There weren't any Pharisees or Sadducees there to our knowledge. And some of them were hearing about it for the first time. But it didn't matter, because God doesn't have favourites. 
So today, if you're sitting there and you're feeling a bit overwhelmed by the story, don't worry about it. And if you don't know your Bible that well, it really doesn't matter. And maybe you feel you haven't been to church that much recently or at all. Again, it doesn't matter. God accepts us as we are right now because we are here. And in a time when acceptance is generally quite hard to get, we have to uh, fight to show our worth in our relationships and in our work. Acceptance isn't a very popular word, but we are accepted completely and unconditionally in God's love. And a question for all of us. Are we really excited that we're accepted by Jesus? Do we actually believe that he died and rose again and is offering us a future? Well, then who else needs to know about this? Do you know, it's wonderful. We've got 12 people on Alpha at the moment. 12 people who are hearing the Jesus story, possibly for the first time. Shouldn't we all be praying for Claire and Will and the Clarks that they will be excited about this Jesus story and that the people on Alpha will really experience the Holy Spirit afresh? Did you notice anything else about the story? They were gathered together. Now I'm sure a few of them had things on that day. But they must have rescheduled so that they could come and hear the Jesus story at Cornelius' house. Cornelius got so excited about what God was doing that he had to just gather people around him and tell them. I don't know if it's just my natural enthusiasm, but I could almost imagine him getting really excited and telling everyone about it. What would it look like if each one of us started to do the same with the people that we knew? And you know what? We've got 111 prayer tomorrow night. Again, what would it look like if we all came expectant and excited about what God could possibly do and pray for the people around us that they too would know the Jesus story? And it's not just about the future. We are here gathered today. We are here, we're proclaiming the Jesus story. And the Bible said when they gathered, the Holy Spirit fell. Couldn't that happen today? I don't know about you, but there are plenty of people in uh, my circles that don't know the Jesus story. And whilst we all have different ways of expressing it, one thing I do know is, is that God is very real to me. And it kind of just happens sometimes in conversation. It doesn't have to be that you're trying to convert people to your way of thinking. We just need to be real and actually just share your joy and your excitement about what God means for you. And God will come. And this morning, we've deliberately allowed some time as we uh, worship together for us to reconnect with God and let the Holy Spirit do his thing. It doesn't matter if you've been a Christian for ages or you're not a Christian at all. To God, the most important thing is that you are here now and we gather together so that his transforming power can change us into what he wants. What was the message Cornelius heard? Jesus is real. Jesus accepts us. He did live, he did die, and he did rise again. Let's take some time now to acknowledge him as Lord in our lives, as well as this church. Amen.